You're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast. Each episode, we speak to past staff and students about their memories of Reese Heath over the last hundred years. If you have some great memories to share, we would love to hear from you. Please complete the form at reeseheath100.com or call 01270 625 131. Here we are at the Cheshire Show and we've had a fantastic couple of days here talking to lots of our past students and past members of staff that have come to see our stand. Now we're talking to Lindsay Hunter who was a student back in the early 2000s, around 2008 and she started with one of our animal management programmes. So I'm going to ask Lindsay to tell us first of all what course you started with. I started with the National Diploma in Animal Care and then went on to the Higher National Diploma in Animal Behaviour and Welfare. Okay, and what was your reason for coming to Reese Heath? I just loved animals. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so it was just doing something that I loved originally to start off with, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I finished. And so you carried on from the what's now into our university centre, basically. You did your animal behaviour and welfare. So what was that like, going on to that higher-level programme? Again, another enjoyable course. I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I finished, so it was a case of do the course, see where it leads me, then hopefully lead to an animal-based job. And I think it's fair to say it has led you to an animal-based job. You've, you've immersed your life in animals. Tell us what you do now. I do animal handling workshops for schools, nurseries, private events, um, all sorts of things. And I take in a selection of animals for children to learn about. It's all education-based. Some people do animal shows, but I don't do that. It's purely an animal handling workshop. So the children get hands-on holding things that they wouldn't normally get to hold and touch. And it all links in with their schoolwork and stuff like that. I think that must be really rewarding. It's like you say, the, the children wouldn't normally get to handle those. What sort of animals? Are they animals that the children could have potentially as pets but have missed out on that opportunity, or are they more exotic than that? I've got quite a large selection. I've got about 25 different types of animal, ranging from reptiles to mammals. I've got owls. So there's quite a large selection. There's something for everybody. I link into different topics like life cycles at school and habitats and food chains. And so when I take a selection of animals, I talk about all the different things that link in with the topics the children are learning about. That's incredible. And you've developed those topics and things in line with the curriculum and working with all the schools you work with. Yes, I speak to a lot of teachers. I always say to them, if there's something in your curriculum that has animals in it, let me know. I'll see what I can put together. A lot of the workshops I do at school are curriculum-based from nursery right up until high school. Yesterday I was doing a rainforest workshop, so I had a selection of things like snake, spider, millipede, snails, and the children got to hold them all, learn all about them, and it linked in with their South American Amazon rainforest topic, so it's all... How fantastic, gosh. So in terms of looking after those 20-plus animals, what does that look like for you? It's hard work. I always say to the children at the schools, the bit they see, them handling the animals, is the easy bit, the nice bit, the really enjoyable bit. The bit where I get to see all their smiley faces is why I do it. At home, there's a lot of mess. When you get home, 25 different types of animal, all making a mess at home. So they're not in my house. Everybody always assumes that in my house. (laughs) I've got two separate animal rooms and everything is out in the garden. We have a tortoise in the house and that's it. Everything else is in set-up animal rooms. So kind of set up like a pet shop, 
but bigger cages, bigger tanks, so that everything has enough space. We are licensed by the council as well, so from 2018, you have to have your animal activities license. So the council come round, they check everything is in the correct place, everything's labelled up properly, everything's being taken care of properly, all the paperwork side's done as well. And so when do you, do you think to yourself, oh, this year I'm going to upgrade my animals or I'm going to get a new animal? How does that work? Do they just do you acquire them? Well, going back when I first started out, I used to be of, oh, that's bigger and better than what I've got. I need to get that. But now I'm at a point where I know what the schools want to see. I know what the children like to see. And it doesn't, size of the animal does not matter. Can't because put a in your house. No, I get asked for that a lot. But I don't have a sunroof in my car, so it wouldn't be able to fit. And elephants have popped the tyres. So we have tried a few different things, a few more exotic things. But the requirements for them, because I keep all the animals in my sort of home address, in my garden, in my animal rooms, the amount of space that you need for keeping some of the more exotic things, it's just not yeah. viable. No, so no, no. everything I have, you can either get from a pet store. Most things I've got, the most exotic thing from a pet store is the sugar glider. Everybody loves seeing a sugar glider. What is a sugar but glider? It is a type of possum. Oh, Okay. Do you want to ask me what a possum is? Well, this is what I always say to the children at schools. A tree dwelling marsupial from Australia with a prehensile tail in most cases. Normally at that speed. And they normally all go, what? <laughs> so, yeah, but tree dwelling marsupial from Australia with a prehensile tail in most cases. <laughs> Brilliant. When we edit this, I'll slow this down and I'll, I'll understand exactly what you said. So it lives in the trees. Marsupial has pouch from Australia in the wild and then prehensile tail like a monkey's tail so right. but the kids absolutely love it the teachers love it because they always learn something different as well yeah Aww. that's one of my favorite yeah. lines when i've got the sugar yeah. glider out the sugar glider though i always explain to children it's not suitable as a pet even though you can buy it in a pet store it's no longer going out to many birthday parties because everybody sees it and they want one uh, but yeah. it's a case of just because they sell it in a pet shop yeah. doesn't mean it's the right pet for you. Yeah. You need a lot of space. They're rainforest animals. Yeah. So I spend more time trying to put children off getting things, yeah. saying to them, yeah. go to the zoos, see them in the zoos, go to like different places, see animals, farms, You know, get as much hands-on experience in different places, but don't just go out there and buy something just because you want it. So that's something yeah, that... Yeah. Now that's a really important message to share actually and very very useful for, for kids because let's face it they're all really influenced by the media and television and, and you know what friends have got and, and exactly that so now it's a really important message. What are the requirements then to have an animal related business such as yours? You need to have the animal activities license and part of that license is you need an animal qualification that relates to the business that you're in. So animal behaviour and welfare is absolutely perfect for me doing my job because it means when I'm taking the animals out I am aware of the animals' behaviour, I can see if they're in good condition, if their needs are being met. So you need to have qualifications for doing the job yeah. where previously you didn't need it from 2018 oh, it's part of the law now for gosh that's lucky you've you had all that qualification already with Reese Heath do you find yourself doing additional qualifications now like you topping up or is it just that you, you, you know animals now inside out I do a lot of research. I get asked a lot of questions by children at schools. So when they ask me a question, if I don't know the answer, I go home and I research it. 
my business is slowly growing so this last year I've done a lot of research and I've done a lot of courses on business management because I need to employ somebody it sounds quite easy just to say oh I'll give you a job but there's a lot of paperwork that goes alongside that. Um, and also the legalities of someone, you're employing somebody, so you need to be confident that they know what they're talking about, especially with animals and, and you know, like working with children, isn't it? The buck will stop with you now, so it's quite a, a step up for you. Yes, it is, making sure we've got all the paperwork in place. Everywhere we go, we have to record where we've been, what we're doing with the animals, how many children are handling them. We've got to make sure the animals all get a day off, make sure that they're not overworked, make sure they're all healthy and stuff like that. So there is quite a lot of paperwork that goes alongside it keeping good accurate records with the animals making sure we've got all the information there vets information and etc and stuff like that i was going to say you must have a, a big vets bill or some very friendly vets do you have to have a few different vets for specialists in in certain animals i have a list of vets that will treat certain things but it is one of those where i've been very lucky over the past i've not had many things go horribly wrong my rabbit ralph who's been going out to party since he was a baby has recently passed away and he was just nearly 11 years old so quite a good age considering he's going out into that environment meeting people so from an animal welfare point of view he absolutely loved going out and it was only covid that stopped him so yeah so yeah so it's all about making sure that it's right for the animals anything that's not happy doesn't get used it stays at home gosh you must have such a way with them it must be really lovely environment to work in i absolutely love it absolutely love it it's the best job in the world what's the name of your company animals take over right so how can people get in touch with you we have a website we have a facebook page best way to get in touch with me is send an inquiry form off the website and if that doesn't work send an email i'm normally in schools all day monday to friday so it can sometimes take me a while to get back to you but if you keep on persisting yeah then hopefully you'll be able to get in touch the, the joys of being a one a one woman <laughs> band yes what's the website address it's www.animalstakeover.co.uk well thank you very much Lindsay it's been really lovely talking to you best of luck with that and I I hope you can come back and talk to some of our students maybe about your experience of of, uh, life in the self-employed animal world thank you that would be really good you're listening to the Reese Heath 100 podcast celebrating the centenary of Cheshire's leading land-based college each episode we chat to students, staff and college partners past and present about their memories of life at Reese Heath Reese Heath, industry focused career ready for a hundred years.